0: Hey guys, you are listening to episode eight of the Creative Talk Podcast. Today, we got some big news right before we were about to record about eight hours ago. And we're going to talk about lenses, FD lenses, Cine lenses. Still lenses, just lenses in general. Just I'll talk about lenses. But first, let's talk about this new Sony Alpha 1. Because it's another blown, new camera. Yeah. yeah, mind blown. Oh my gosh. It, <laughs> it is. So when you te- you texted me this, you were <laughs> like, Sony A1, you sent the emoji face. So I was like, what is this? I'm like, if James, just tell me about it. It's got to be something I'm freaking out about. <laughs> so if anyone hasn't seen the Sony A1 before watching this, the alpha one it's it's like sony's all in one it's like all the best elements of all their tiered cameras into one hybrid it is it's truly a hybrid camera
1: i mean i mean just <laughs> let's pull the specs thought, up looking off the specs i mean you got and it's kind of weird because they they say it's a 50.1 megapixel sensor i don't know why they have to have the one. But I have point one. seen on two different just in case Canada's fifty right <laughs> and then in the eight <laughs> k thirty frames per second four k hundred twenty frames, and then the five axis uh and body uh stabilization
0: i I don't even know where to start there first of all um this puts me in a dilemma <laughs> on what so and you i'll explain another... my situation yeah <laughs> yeah, so I was looking at a new camera this year, something um I, or, you know, I shoot black black magic mainly. Um, we do have a couple of Sony's. We just bought the A7R three, not the four, because we were just looking for the price difference. Just didn't make up for it, but mm-hmm. we needed a second high megapixel camera to just a second a second one. We have, you know, we do weddings, me and Caitlin together, so we needed two magic cameras of on that caliber of megapixels where the twenty four megapixels wasn't matching up with Caitlin goes. All out with her editing. Uh, like we've mentioned before. So she needs all of her megapixels. Mm-hmm. So and we actually shot, there's an older camera before the client on um, an older, I think it was like older tech and older lenses in general, and then had the 99 Mark II on higher megapixels. And we had the client asking why some were blurry. And they weren't blurry. It's because one was, they were looking at right next to a uh, 40, it's 43 megapixels on the 99. I think it is next to a, uh, I think it was 18 or 16 megapixels on the other camera. Either way, it's like a big difference. So they were thinking some of these were blurry, but we shot the it was a wedding. We shot it on just two different um I mean, two different systems. Mm-hmm. And both of them probably, you know, they look fine, but like when you see them next to each other, you they kind of had the chance to like why does this one look sharper than these and it was just cuz they were looking at them right next to this super super sharp sensor. So we were like, okay, we need to step it up. We started using the 6500 more as the second camera, the nine M R two, but then we got the R and we're like, we just got this R. What? <laughs> when I texted yes. you and bought it, you bought it what, a month
2: ago.
1: I mean, Not even it all started last year, where they just, I mean, both um, Canon and Sony, they were just pumping and pumping them out, and now, oh my gosh, we're yeah. just continuing it. So it's like, yeah, when do you buy?
0: So, <laughs> so we we're like, okay, I need to, I need to. I say need. I <laughs> wanted a grab and go, um, kind of run a gun setup for some things. I get the black magic um where we could do a whole episode about that. It's one of the biggest pros to it is also its downfall for me is just set up time and build up time. And I do such a variety of video and film work that I need constantly different setups on there. So I get tired of that and I kind of want like a grab and go. I love like the red or the Z cam setup or the fx6 so because we are invested on e-mount lenses already i was like okay probably need to look at an fx9 or fx6 when that came out Uh i was pretty dead set on this fx6 up until today (laughs) (laughs) so now now the sony a1 it's it's the camera that we were looking for you know we need the high megapixels and we need i need at least 10 bit at least 10 bit full frame. I need good autofocus. Now I, I am starting to depend on it on some of the smaller jobs. A lot. Autofocus is becoming really important to me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and
1: yeah, that form factor, man, it's so small. Like, and that's
0: appealing to me. Yeah. But I love, I love the FX six body style. Mm-hmm. I've not held one, but I love that top handle. The, but like you can still rig the, any camera to, I mean, that's how I do my black magics.
2: Right.
0: But if it, it's a it's it's a stills camera first. 50 mm-hmm. megapixels oh, has to be. I'm curious to see the low light performance of the alpha one compared to the FX6 because both both are full frame. Mm-hmm. But how like the A7S3 is able to get such low light is because the megapixels are it's lower, so the pixel are larger. So more, I don't know, there's a whole science behind this. The lower the megapixels, the better the light's going to get because there's larger pixels to hit the light hit on, the the less noise that you'll get in the image. Usually with higher megapixel cameras, you're going to get more noise and video because it's got all the tiny pixels capturing all the the photons of the light. We can do a whole episode going into that. But (laughs) so I'm curious to see how 50 megapixels is going to affect it onto the FX6. I don't know. I don't know. FX6 is what? Is it 6K?
2: Is it I, 6K? I, I I think it is. 5 point yeah, something? I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. Yeah.
0: No, it's not. It's- the FX9 is. That's right. The FX6 oh, is. That's one of the- Okay. Yeah, I was thinking it was downsabled. No, it is a 4K camera. So that's 8 megapixels all. I don't believe it's downsabled. So I mean that's a huge megapixel difference if you break it up, if you convert them into megapixels. So I would feel like the FX6 is going to do better in low light, mm-hmm. and that might be a turning factor for me. But right now we're in the situation where it's like should we just sell the Ninety Nine Mark II or the R and get this camera and check both boxes for? I mean it is everything that we were looking for because we were like this year we need to get a high megapixel camera a second one, mm-hmm. and I need a an addition to. The video, our video gear kit to have something to grab and go with trusty, trustworthy autofocus. I can throw them sliders, gimbals, and all that, and not have to worry about it with face detection. Mm. And this camera just falls from the heavens today.
1: Now the the FX6, I don't remember. Does that have built-in ND filters? Yes,
2: it does. So that yeah,
0: yeah, you reminded me that. So like that's a big pro right there. Right, yeah. That that's huge for me. So the thing is, too, the FX6 and the Alpha 1, basically, I think they're the same price. At least uh, no, close enough. I think they're both like 6000 ish right? Yeah, close the to it.
1: A1 is uh, 6500
0: 6, It's really? Gosh, I thought it was like 50 oh. That's a lot of money for a kid. But I mean, you're, is, getting,
2: yeah.
1: I'm, you're
0: getting a lot. You're right. <laughs> a lot.
1: Do you think you would rig that up a it, lot for what you guys do? Or would you I
0: I don't know because I'm starting to I rig stuff up I first started rigging stuff up for you know client perception we talked about where I had the sixty four hundred I needed to look like this big camera because I was getting these decent sized jobs. So but that was when DSLRs I mean, what was that five, six year excuse me, six years ago or so? So that's you know early on in the DSLR revolution where like people were making videos clearly before then, but like it's starting to become more accepted in professional work to see someone show up with just, you know, a DSLR body and know they're doing video. So I've been rigging less um, for my quick job, especially weddings, trying to like really simplify my setups just to, cause like you get to a point where, I don't care what you think of my setup anymore. As long as my work speaks for itself. I was
1: going to say, cause you don't want anything getting so, in the way either. Cause once you no, start yeah. rigging something up so much. It, I mean.
0: Yes. And the black magic. I mean, anybody who's handled cages and built things out things, if you spend a whole day shooting things, usually start to come loose or wiggle and you got to retighten. Right. Yeah. It's it so annoying. Especially when I go from like a handheld setup and then switch over to my gimbal. Mm-hmm. I have to like, a lot, fifteen to twenty minutes of like going over in the corner, unbolting everything, reconfiguring my cage, and that was the main reason I got a second Black Magic. Was so I have one, you know, two different setups at least, but I still end up doing that once. Mm-hmm. I don't like on a wedding, but um, yeah, and a lot of like a lot of stuff in the corporate world is quick, It's fast paced. People are going to come in to set up; they don't understand how much time it takes to set up light. You know, we still do. I mean, like it's kind of something you got to go in once and set the expectation. Like yeah, it takes time and then they understand and, mm-hmm. like you know, they understand that what you're doing after the, after they see the video, the product you provide. But yeah, I'm going way down another rabbit hole here. But so I think, I don't know. I love the idea of having an all in one, not rigged up camera to go back to your point. Like I, I, I think I would just like grabbing that and going with with in body stabilization and if i have autofocus lenses and i have you know image stabilization on the lenses too mm-hmm. having that was they call it five point it's five point something stops of i don't know i don't really understand how they measure stabilization and stops but it's it's so good nowadays and and like i'm not running with the camera but mm-hmm. it's I don't know. I think it'd be really cool to have that thing just like a grab and go. But then again, I'm not a fan of these DSLR mirrorless bodies and filming on them. I like the top handle kind of running gun, but I can still rig it that way.
1: Yeah. That's why I'm I'm still gearing towards the the Canon C70. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes. When I seen the Sony a one and all the specs and the form factor and everything, I'm like, man, really makes me want to switch over, but I'm like, ah, I'm already too invested. <laughs>
0: yeah. See, that's, so the C70, I love that body. Cause I feel like that's, it's, I mean, it's not my favorite, but mm-hmm. it's, I would pick, take that over at the mirrorless body. It yes. now the C70 is a video first camera. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's video first. I don't even think, does it take stills? I don't I think you can. I don't think
1: it does. Yeah.
0: So, uh, the A1 is a photo-first camera with mm. amazing video features. I mean, it can't you can't fit that, fifty megapixels and not be yeah. <laughs> a I mean, that's kind of first. the
1: opposite of the um, a uh, 7s Seven S3
2: because
1: that's yes. that's a video so, first and then camera or um, yeah. Photo second. So.
0: I would compare the A7S3 more to the C70, but then this is the market's in a really weird spot right mm. now. There is some. I mean, now like you got these, like, do I need a photo camera? I need a video camera. I do I need a good hybrid camera. But now that you've got like versions of hybrid, then you got like tiers of like how important is photography compared to your video side. If right. you're looking at a camera, it's, it's yeah, so hard it's, to decide what you need. <laughs> it, it is. It's hard to, the thing is, it's hard to recommend a camera for someone now, mm-hmm. but you can't go wrong at the same time. Cause I think anyone's gonna be happy with anything. Right. But the C70 I love how that's it's kind of like this in between mirrorless body and kind of like the c hundreds lm one and if this, if this alpha one had that set up, mm-hmm. that would probably be like an awkward photo camera that was the thing if it was yeah. like that so that's probably so I don't know it's just it just the only thing is like for us what it appeals to me is it checks both our boxes like that would be. It's like absorb productions camera basically is, is <laughs> we run a photo side and we also have a video side, but I don't know. I don't know. Now you, and again, like the C70, I looked at, but, um, lenses was why I'm even considering the a one and the FX nine is, mm-hmm. um, we're kind of embedded in the E-mount lenses.
1: Yeah. Uh, Cause for Sony cameras, the G master lenses, are those, what mount are those? Are those the E mounts? I don't remember. Yes, yeah. they are. Okay,
0: G Master is like the high quality one. Yeah, because yeah. you guys don't
1: have any of those. Uh,
0: right? I think we have one or two. Or We're okay. about to buy one. About to get one this week, I think. Ooh, yes. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> or well, it comes down to that or Sigma, and we always, I always swing towards Sigma. Sigma is just the qualities. It always seems better. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the, I mean, in my opinion, but for when you look at the price, right. I just love Sigma. Sigma is amazing. But yeah, that's, uh, that's the main reason I'm really looking at them. And cause if not, like if I was starting from nothing today, I probably would go c 70, mm-hmm. like no questions asked on that. Probably. I'm pretty sure I would. The, uh, yeah. Cause the photo side, um, Caitlin mainly runs all that. She's been shooting on the a mount and then adapting E mount, And then now we're, Pretty much switching full E mount at this point. And I already had some E mount lenses on my 6500. Mm. So it's kind of already there. Um, but I do use a lot of FD lenses too on those. But uh, are we, we didn't talk about like the photo side of which We're going on about the video of the Alpha one, but it being a photo first camera, 50 megapixels, not only that, did you see the no blackout time? No. So 50 megapixels up to 30 frames a second oh that's wicked that you know which data that is just i bet you fill cards so fast (laughs) so my 6500 shoots 24 frames a second like it's video Mm -hmm. it's video on burst at 24 megapixels 50 at 30 and no blackout so it's like it's like the a9 on steroids like more (laughs) like is it for sports but like you can use it for landscapes you have all that detail on all those megapixels and it's it's just, wicked to have that many megapixels be able to fire off that fast. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like, I think it'd be awesome for wildlife to put it in silent, like silent shutter. Yeah. Have you seen silent shutter before? Like where you, you turn the mechanical, like there's the oh, electronic yes. shutter, yeah. electronic shutter, silent mode. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing for weddings, but you always have that awkward moment when you're doing like photo shoots of people and you are pushing them, but they don't, they don't hear that the classic t- <laughs> and they never think you've taken it. So it's kind of awkward, but when Caitlin would be over in there, reality reality off you're and I'll be there,
1: like 20 or 30.
2: <laughs>
0: yes. So, um, yeah, that's something, uh, me and Caitlin, we usually shoot together. We're doing portraits, family portraits, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She is on the, the 90 a.m. Mark two taking this front on, you know, the front on portraits. And I usually do the offside candid stuff, but I try to get creative, trying to find like a flower and grab some branches mm-hmm. and, Whatever. Oh, you yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try try to let try to get all
2: artsy. I love art, shooting things.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. They they always make cool photos. Like it just I don't know. It's really cool. But um but I'll be sitting there doing that and like they don't they don't even think I'm taking pictures sometimes. So they're like still <laughs> waiting for me and I'm like, oh I got it. Like but um uh, so that's just this is crazy that it gives the no blackout is what amazes me. Mm-hmm. So You know what that is when like you're firing you and you kind of see that that shutter? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that kind of fading black. Or as soon as you're waiting on that buffer through that... let's bump my mic. Um it's none from what they showed in the I watched the uh their little promo there, nothing. Like you just firing and there's no blackout at all. To me, that's just crazy, especially for sports. You know, when you're tracking something or a moving animal, even Mm -hmm. that's gonna be awesome. What else? Get what up. else are we missing about this camera? Uh, oh, did we mention it is eight K? No, did we? Maybe you did. Oh uh, yeah, I,
1: I read that off. But yeah, eight
0: K. Yeah, eight K is not impressive no more. We don't care. <laughs> been there, been that. <laughs> now, I, now they say and they add this. They say something. I don't remember the exact words, but it does mention about they they address overheating in mm-hmm. it and say that it's got heat. So I don't know if that means it can record longer than the R five or. Are they stating that you can record forever in 8K? Because mm-hmm. that's See, huge.
1: I wish uh, that you... was something that Canon did because they never addressed the overheating for the Canon R5 when uh, yeah. shooting in an 8K. Yeah, they had to. Yeah, that, had was to know. A... that was a mistake. The but... R5, has
0: been <laughs> that's been appealing to me too lately. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's more cool. appealing
1: for me, f- more for photo side. Um, yeah,
0: well, that's like where that. I think... But, yeah. Especially for you, I think I mean, I don't know if you're looking for a hybrid camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you want like a pure and a high I think I watched uh I watched Philip Bloom's um video on he. he looks like he's kind of switched on that why he's shooting R five all the yeah. time now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it it really makes sense because like the 8K, if you're just walking around and shooting for fun and mm-hmm. all like I'm and put making a video, putting things together it's usable as long as you're not doing event yeah. or probably like long form narrative stuff mm-hmm. but it's totally usable to create content that way to use the 8k um but it how many megapixels, megapixels is that is that 24
1: it is 45 i believe
0: That's way off really <laughs> well yeah, yeah that's amazing
1: the, uh, the r5 i believe is 45 that's... megapixels but the r6 is more yeah it's like 24 that
0: one that's somewhere. the one i'm probably thinking of yeah. i don't know a lot about that one but
1: but yeah i if i had the money i would love to do the r5 and the c70 and then i would be i'd be set but that would be my would
0: you honestly i don't know if if you actually bought that r5 would you even want the c70 i, I bet you would probably hold off and think about I it probably would, what, yeah what does the c70 have after the r5 you know I mean, you have the XLR inputs. Yeah. I mean, that's the form about, factor of it.
1: Yeah, that's about it, really. And I mean, you can only shoot in what? I mean, it's four. It's a the C70 is a 4K camera, but
2: um yeah. Yeah, because yeah, 4K sucks would. now. Yeah. Because I keep thinking. So I. Wait, well, go ahead. Oh, no,
0: you go. You finish.
1: <laughs> I, I've been thinking about hardcore thinking about starting a YouTube channel. Possibly like, you know, doing like, I know we've talked about doing like, like a review mm-hmm. channel and stuff like that. So I don't know. I've, I've like, I like, you should really been wanting to lately. So, and I'd probably right now I'd use my Canon 60 Mark two, but, um, I think I would, I, I want to upgrade. So you
0: have camera, you have good stuff, but yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot out there now. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. there, there's a lot, um, the um, the Alpha One, the uh, one thing that has really got me conflicting between this and the FX6 is I'm probably still, honestly, still more on the FX6 side since we already bought the R and we have the megapixels yeah. kind of covered. But the continuous tracking autofocus, like the touch screen yeah. on that, the FX6 doesn't do that like the A7S III does. Just touch something and it will track on that. It won't do that. The FX6 won't. It'll track. Nope. Oh, really? Okay. Nope. Can't touch. Like you can touch objects and use it to track on it. Yeah. You have to do it manually. It will autofocus. Yeah, and it does a face detect for autofocus. Oh, but okay. It's just it's just using the touch screen though. It's kind of. I think that that's so nice to be able to do that. Like on the even the Black Magic just to like touch focus points, but mm-hmm. like to touch tracking, 6500 does that. Like that would be just I don't know. That's kind of my holdup on deciding, because a big reason of why I'm even looking at these cameras is for autofocus. Yeah, right. and autofocus, and I'm already in the lens line. So, um, what else is there to talk about this Alpha one? I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at um,
1: um, we already talked about it. That's 10 bit, both in 8K and 4K. So. we talking about that.
0: So, I'm seeing it's 8.6K oversampling.
1: Oh, is that what it is? Oh.
0: So, yeah. Hmm. That's freaking wicked. I'm trying to see if we missed anything before we move oh. on here. Yeah, heat dissipating structure is what they say. So Okay. That's cool. And I know that um, the...
1: um, we, I mean, I read it off, but the five axis ibis, that's kind of nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's going to be so cool. I just... It's crazy. It's crazy that this had just... This is out now, mm-hmm. or not out now? That they announced this. When does it come out?
2: I don't think it's I it's saw.
0: But it's crazy that they they announced this, and the FX six just came out. You know, I know. <laughs> under a year ago. Yeah, so it's like I don't, I don't know. It's, it's really it's a strange market. Mm-hmm. It's a strange one, but
1: it's almost too many options. But then
0: it It really is, and it becomes overwhelming and stressful, yes, yeah, because there's too many good ones, like now, it's weird thinking back, oh, so it's weird thinking back to like when we got the g h fours yeah that was that was like top of the line then, like for what you could get at that price g h four was killer, mm-hmm. and like it was kind of a no brainer now it's like, I don't know if you were just starting right now, i don't I don't even know where to start. I wouldn't know. <laughs> so, can you imagine like not knowing like what you're looking at and like googling these cameras and like trying to figure out what's what, mm-hmm. what's the difference between E mount and EF mount and like which was better? You know, the typical first things when you're new, a newbie. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I um, would not want to be. Well, especially like you guys, because you, I mean, Zor Productions is. I mean, you guys have been doing this professionally like for how many years? Did you say? Um,
0: professionally, probably six six years okay yeah six or so i think
1: yeah so i, c- I could only imagine if somebody w- what like wanting to do kind of what you guys do looking into of course, all these they're... cameras
2: <sighs>
0: oh uh, just buy one would well, buy what you can afford yeah you know? yeah that's <laughs> the biggest thing that's uh, really the biggest <laughs> whatever you can afford and mm-hmm. there's something great in every and budget
1: range now, I, I would probably say along with that i i would say like obviously you know sure saving up for a camera but don't like i feel like some people would save up for the the biggest one and just continue Mm -hmm. to wait and wait and wait but i mean like like you just said all the cameras are good like
2: yeah
0: so i i was originally saving for an fs7 i was looking at fs7 fs5 Mm -hmm. and they weren't new when i was looking at them but then this black magic came out seen it at uh I just seen it online when it came out. I literally didn't I looked at it. It was like interesting, ugly. <laughs> didn't care for it. And I think it had been out for almost a year. Almost before like I started looking at what I really needed, what I was looking for to step up the quality. And then I just started looking more at black magic. I was looking at that Ursus. Mm-hmm. And then of course, you know, you come keep coming across a black magic pocket. It was all it's still all over. Everyone talks about it. And it just checked every box and I felt like an idiot for not at least buying one mm-hmm. to try it out because it's, it's so affordable. And then, yeah, I don't regret buying them. I don't, I just need, I just, the, our company's just expanding and doing a variety of stuff to where there's different tools I need for certain jobs. But yeah, right. I love the black magic. I forget what I'm talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I kind of, what were we well, talking about? Yeah. Cause, uh, Wow man, we What did you say? It? We were talking about something along the lines of the Getting starting
0: into like y- yes. what you'd buy yeah. now or uh, yeah. I don't remember what point I was trying to make there, but anyways, lenses. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so like starting off, uh we want to talk about we should talk lenses. Um cine lenses. What's the difference between Cine lenses and still lenses mm-hmm. and like FD lenses? All kinds of lenses. So, have you ever used FD lenses?
1: No, I actually have not.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. None. Oh, we should totally try them out.
1: Yeah, because my uh, obviously I have two Canon lenses, and then just the other one is the um, the uh, Sigma eighteen thirty
2: five.
0: Really? Wow. All, all new high end super sharp stuff, right? No, no. So, <laughs> well, I, I started out on FD lens. I bought the Nifty 50 mm-hmm. for Canon, adapted it to my GS4, and then I just started collecting FD lenses. I got a whole bunch of FD lenses. <laughs> I love the look, they're so cheap. Mm-hmm. They're so cheap, yeah. and you can send them out. I mean, they make those gears you can put on with like a follow focus, but um, they have I've had some that kind of screwed me, um, especially when I started mixing lenses. The FD lenses have a very unique look. Um, they're usually washed out, less contrast. I mean, depends on make and model, but they're usually all kind of like a vintage look, and um, they flare differently. And I had an issue with one where it was just flaring. It was one of the, I think it was Canon 50, and it flared so much of this wedding, I couldn't even get, it was just too much flare. But like, they're kind of unpredictable, but each one's got their character, I think yeah, we should totally get next time we're together. I'll bring some FD. lenses to try out an Four. Yeah, and just, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I got a 50, uh, the Helios. Mm, the, oh, okay. Yeah. I got tiny one of those, one, right? The, no, no.
1: One. Uh,
0: <laughs> I have, <laughs> yeah. So that's another one. <laughs> that one is actually, I don't think that's considered an FD. Lens. Oh, that okay. is a, oh my gosh. I don't know what that is. It is like an itty bitty. It's ridiculous. I don't even know what to, I'll have to look at what that's called. I forget that mount. It's a really weird mount. Um, yeah, I don't know what that is. The yeah, FD lenses are a great place to start in. They're cheap. Um, really cheap. You find them everywhere online, eBay, Amazon. Um, my one of my favorite lenses is an FD lens, is that 135 Okay, um, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember
1: seeing, 2. seeing 8. shots of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I used that on you for uh, the episode where yes. we talked about your uh, film. Yeah, the outside. Yeah, um, it's it beautiful, out really lens, well. But like, it is, it is soft. It's but mm. it's like a creamy soft. It's not bad, but it's just, and that's something that um I really, really learned and paid attention to um but a year or so ago was like, lenses can add such a look and characteristics to what you're trying to go mm-hmm. for. You know, do you want like that vintage look? FD obviously to go there, but if you want like a super sharp, modern looking, you know, um look, lenses also can affect colors more mm. than what people think. Colors, I know, um like uh, I don't know. It just I also like functionality of them. Mm. FDs are smooth, usually they're all smooth. I mean, the pull focus pulls and all all that. You could also get them declicked or declicked them yourself. Have you seen Ooh. people do that? No, I haven't. You declick nice. the aperture. I attempted it once and broke a twenty eight millimeter. but oh, wow! <laughs> <laughs> it's not broke. I just <laughs> can't figure out how to put it together. And I have the time to <laughs> figure it out. But whatever. They're so cheap. I'll probably just buy another one. There is a fifty five millimeter. I really want FD lens. I think it's a one point two or something. Super super sharp, but or super shallow. It's not sharp. Um. But yeah, then um. Then you got the still lenses, yeah, which are usually, um, which I mean the Sigma lenses that we use the they're they're still lenses. Mm-hmm. Have you used what Cine lenses have you used outside of your still lenses?
1: Um, I used a set I believe back at Ball, uh, back at Ball State. I want to say it was Canon. I believe it was Canon.
0: Of um, Cine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and they.
1: Those were, um, gosh, because there's, let yeah, see, I wrote down um, Oops, in my mic. notes about, hmm, I don't know, but it's just nice with the lens lenses, though, Um, you know, having all those rings, the manual focus, the zoom, and the aperture, the gears, that's, yeah, that's. When I used them back at Ball State, and I didn't really use them a lot because, um, it's just like the projects I did never really called for it. But yeah, um, something nice about cine lenses. Um, and I was watching—I don't remember what who I was watching, but they were talking about how, um, cine lenses are great. Like, like if you're shooting like on a rig or a gimbal or something like that, because. If you're um, like you know, if you're shooting with still photos, like you know, if you're zooming in and out, um, you know, you might have to recalibrate every time depending on what kind of still photo lens you. Oh, have.
0: so yeah. So cine usually that's because they're primes. Yes. So yeah. cine, they there are cine zooms. Um, i I had yeah, my eyes on right. those Fuji non ones right. I've wanted forever, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, because the primes you you never happen to zoom, mm-hmm. um, which. I actually like using still lenses on gimbals more now just because I don't have to deal with. Right. Usually you can shoot shallower because of autofocus nowadays. So good. Mm. Um, A uh, fun fact, tipped whatever you want to call it. If you're shooting on a gimbal and you really want that shallow background, but it's, you're not, you either can't pull focus at all or in trouble. You can use compression instead so if you shoot like an f4 or an f5 6 on a longer lens like an 80 or even 100 millimeters on a gimbal you give much more room for focus and still be able to compress that background and blur it and exaggerate those movements that's just a tip i found out later on using gimbals because it is difficult when you have a cine lens on there and you're trying to pull focus at the same uh, yeah. as a one-man band yeah no, for sure trying to nail stuff um and pull focus yeah they, it can get difficult that way but uh cindy lenses usually um are better made for focus pulls uh focus breathing um i have the makey or mica Mica set love those mm-hmm. there's like no focus breathing at all i love them for that they're they usually have like a a cool um they're kind of a good between contrast they're kind of a neutral make i like them so I can kind of mix them with anything whether I'm shooting Sigma on the other ones or FDs. Mm -hmm. Um, I use Probus filters on those though, but, um,
1: I would say the one major downfall of cine lenses, I guess it kind of depends on like what line you're going for. And, but, um, the price stops a lot of people.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) They're ungodly expensive for less features. Oh yeah. (laughs) No, no, but, um, which I'll, I'll throw out again. Those make it lenses are mm-hmm. great buy. I mean, you always Rokinon's been around. Yeah, Rokinon has a,
1: a um, and I believe their cine lenses of the ones that I've seen, um, that come in like four and six. I think those are, um, gosh, what the heck is that word? Um, they're like I I think I may be mistaken. I don't know, but they're like a pseudo cine lens which is basically like
2: I don't, I don't know what that is.
1: Um Let me see. It's I have it written down on my notes here. So like a pseudo cine lens is basically it's like a digital photo lens that offers some of the functionalities of cine lenses and can be used on DSLRs. So it's kind of So it,
0: it does it have electronics inside of it? Yeah. So you can it's actually. A, like, it's kind of
1: almost like a hybrid. And it's of?
2: geared? Yes. Mhm. Hi. Huh. Okay. I've never seen that. Yeah, some that. of the
1: functionalities of synolens. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's it's cool. More, I didn't
1: know that. I I don't remember if that the the uh, line of Rokinon lenses is that or not. Because um, there was that one, and then there was another one that uh, came to my mind earlier, but I don't see it in my. SLR notes,
0: magic. Yeah. SLR magic. Beautiful lenses. I love SLR Magic. Uh, I'm actually... I was thinking about getting rid of my makeup and swapping up for a set of SLR Magic. Oh. Have you seen SLR Magic lenses? No. Cine Prime, or, oh, my gosh. You have to look them up. They're beautiful. They just have that... They're like moderate, modern made, but they kind of that... It's kind of like the most modern vintage look you can get oh, in it. Okay. it. just, I love the look off of them so much. So much. And they're really affordable. They make them an E too. I think I think they make them about everything. I'm thinking about getting them on everything. But I got some of my black magic, and I've used some. But I'm thinking about selling some lenses and swapping out, or just adding to my collection and getting <laughs> some yeah we, SLR magic. But there, there's there's the pros and cons to um, this cine lens And still lenses. I like the look of SLR magic, mm-hmm. but I'm needing some autofocus. I need <laughs> that, and I'm not gonna get that with those. So mm-hmm. that's another reason I'm kind of looking at more of still lenses because I, I kind of need that lot of focus and autofocus of focus is so good nowadays,
1: which I think that's what but, a lot of people are, are really going towards because I mean, like there's almost
0: cause
1: like cine lenses really have their time and place. I mean, if you're not shooting, like you said, if, if you don't have somebody pulling focus and it's just kind of like, kind of not useful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: So I would say cine lenses, you have more control. Oh, you do for sure. But because of that, you have more responsibility with the lens. It's one more thing to do. Mm -hmm. So I think, uh, like with our film coming up, I want cine lenses. I want manual lenses because there's some things I don't. I don't want to worry about the camera pulling focus to things. Mm -hmm. I want to have full control of what's being, you know, you can do focus pulls here and there to a character to an object. That's kind of harder to do on an autofocus lens, even if you do a touch focus or it's just, it's never as, as smooth or it doesn't feel as organic yeah. as a manual cine lens. Yeah. So I think you get more of an organic feel, more control. So I think cine lenses have their place in cinema. I think if you're, if you're a filmmaker and you're shooting a narrative, nothing's wrong with cinema lenses because you're yeah. in control. You know exactly what's happening and where now, if you're an event, if you're an event filmmaker wedding films or you you're running and doing some corporate stuff I think still lenses, autofocus. focus I mean you can depend on it I know I mean and it works for me I want I need it for like a my second camera and gimbal use that's yeah. just one last thing
1: yeah I would probably go even as far as still photo lenses for if you're doing a running gun documentary like that's Yes, yeah, I would definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, the few documentary ideas that I've had in the past, uh, I don't think I would really do unless I'm doing it, I like guess, like a sit down, like interview maybe. But I mean,
0: yeah, especially if you're on your own. Yeah. You can set the camera up and just sit beside it while you're if you're conducting an interview and shooting. Like when I first started, I did a lot of that, my 6500. And I was so thankful for the autofocus because it, it takes it it takes you and the person you're interviewing out. If you got to keep checking the camera, Mm -hmm. you know, and it doesn't, it breaks the conversation and then you're not really listening. You're more focused because the camera is still in focus. Did they move? But when I was able to just turn face detect on, it was nice to like to sit back and trust the camera Mm -hmm. to do this. One thing it needs to do is (laughs) focus on someone's face. And because of that, I'm able to shoot at a shallower depth of field sometimes, which can be helpful when you're in ugly settings and you got to kind of hide it some, but the Cindy lenses I'm usually stuck at like, I got to put it like an F four or something. If I want to like, you're even higher if, just to make sure if they rock or move or just, I don't know. That's the pros is autofocus mainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To Cine. And if you're into still, still lenses, you can convert to uh Cindy lenses. They you make those gears. I got some for my Sigma 1835. Oh, yes, I do remember, yeah. Uh-huh. I remember talking. There's like that. 3D printed gears you can get. There's also the zip tie things you can get. You hook them up to follow focus and wireless follow focus gears the same way you would a cine lens. Okay. And you can get yeah. more of the organic feel to them. But and you've, you've um, used those usually, still, you used Usually. Mhm. Yeah, okay, I yeah. use it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cuz I always got a Tilta or uh, just a regular um I got a wireless follow focus or the um standard whatever just standard follow focus on there um but yes yeah, so like still lenses are more way more versatile Yeah. now the pros to cine lenses is control. usually focus breathing is better than still lenses usually
2: almost
0: mm-hmm. almost in every case it's way better focus breathing is when you pull focus and like uh, for anybody who doesn't know out there it's is when like you pull focus from one object to something closer and the background looks like it kind of shrinks or expands. And the Cindy lens will usually pull that really smooth where it just literally will only pull the focus and not any um oh what's the word? What am I looking for, James? Like the background doesn't look like it, it has like a vertigo effect almost. Mm. Like it doesn't you'll see this in other lenses if you if you tap to focus out and then in out and then in you'll see the Background almost shrinks or compresses, but cine lenses do a good job at that. Um, and cine lenses usually are all declicked apertures too, and they're mm-hmm. at yes. T stops. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Cinnamon lenses also, um, from what I've like experienced, um, don't have like it, like either eliminates or like uh, or reduces the uh, chromatic like aberrations.
2: Like mm. the um,
1: vignetting yeah. and uh, things along that nature, but they Sydney
2: uh, is – Sorry, no, sorry. you're good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they produce some of the most beautiful um, bokeh. Is that bo- 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 bokeh? Yes. Yeah, I think
0: so. Which that's uh, that's something we could mention too. Here's um, bokeh and bokeh bokeh. I yeah, yeah, right. I that's why I'm don't, like ah. Like, I, I say bo- I bokeh, say it. bokeh, um, <laughs> bokeh. <laughs> Bokeh is another thing. Boca characteristic and lenses, yeah, is is it, it's all different. Mm-hmm. um Like the Helios lens I have looks more anamorphic for some reason. It's kind of like stretched out. You these weird, like it's cool looking. Um, actually, I got a from Vid Atlantic. I had bought an anamorphic thing that warps the uh focus on the Sigma eighteen thirty five. Looks really cool.
1: Is um, that like a little piece uh, that you? I I I, mm-hmm. I I think I have that.
0: Do you? I, do you? I think so. I want to see it. It's like a little plastic thing with a string in the yeah, back.
1: Yeah, Cuz I think you I bought through, it a long time it, yeah. ago when I did the um what was that for the uh the GH4 it was like that you had to pay for.
2: Is it Vlog? Yeah, Vlog, yeah. Cuz when I did that uh-huh, I yeah.
1: bought that also cuz I had a friend that told me about it cuz he had a oh, GH3 awesome. at the time and uh
0: yeah, I. It's by Vidalantic, I believe. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I remember talking to you about it a while back when I got it. Um, the only complaint I have about that really is you can't crank your aperture. Mm. You have to shoot wide open because you get that horrible vignetting. Yeah. Which is it's yeah, and I ended up taking it off. It looked cool, but I had to crank it, and I was like, man, this vignette is terrible.
1: Yeah, like, I think I, that's why I I haven't. Cool. Um, I think I maybe used it once or twice. But.
0: Do you like anamorphic? Anamorphic lenses is something we can talk about too. We need to touch. Yeah, I'm that. not as um, uh,
2: well versus Yeah, we're kind of everywhere,
1: guys. They, I had a friend that um had a bought had bought an anamorphic lens, but it was <laughs> it was so impractical because the weight of that thing and it it was pretty cheap i think he said it was well, like a couple hundred dollars and uh, i wish i could remember what kind of was what brand but yeah the weight of it and the size it was just like it, it was so heavy once you put the lens on that like it just you'd be afraid to put it on a tripod because you'd be afraid <laughs> they would fall over or just like it'd be too much for the um the locks and everything else like Mm-hmm. to be able to hold. Was that
0: on the on the Panasonics you guys were using anamorphic lenses?
1: Yeah, we, we tried to use Let's... the anamorphic lens, but it didn't work out. Yeah, it was, plus it was just kind of, it's kind of a hassle, really. Uh, at least the one that yeah. you got, it, it may have been kind they of. They
0: usually uh, are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's Siru or Siri, Siru, how do you say that? Hmm. Siru, have you seen their new anamorphic
2: lenses? I don't think so.
0: They're, they're like really affordable, and really? I think they're four or five hundred bucks or something. I don't really remember. Um, I probably should look it up real quick, but it's it's yeah. They're, they they came out with some random work. They came out with the fifty first, okay. and I think they just came out with the twenty four. Could be wrong, and I think they're doing an eighty five. So like, so I, I could be wrong. I know the fifty. I think there's twenty four out now. They came out with two. They're working on the third, or the third might be out. They're coming the set, and I'm really, really, really interested in those and i'd like to get i'd like to get this the thing is the anamorphic lenses is, is i can't find a good enough an affordable set yeah. <laughs> you know i don't want like if i buy just a 50 mm. it's probably fun to play with but like i i need i need range mm. you know I exactly to, and that's i don't the know thing what scenario i'm lenses. gonna be in
2: yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah honestly it's best to buy them in a set yeah, if you're if you're serious I mean if you want to play around and get something or start slow mm-hmm. nothing's wrong with buying them individually but yeah I think it's best to get a set for me I would need a I'm really loving 24 16 or 24 for my wide mm-hmm. um a 50 or 30 and an 85 that's yeah okay. those big the cine yeah. Primes would want I think that that I could I could shoot a whole film on those you know and that's that's what I got now, mm-hmm. but like those are
2: like if I just use three, it needs to be twenty four, a fifty, and an eighty five. There, then
0: I got my wide, my medium, and a telephoto. I think I, I think you do some damage with those. Yeah, I think. Um, but, um.
1: Yeah. Another thing is too, like this, uh, cine lenses are typically a lot heavier, and made, mm-hmm. um. Like the at least the ones that I've handled are all metal, so it's mm-hmm. that could be a downside. They fall, do they but, do seem to be you know. <laughs>
2: yeah
0: they are heavier yeah like especially if you're a travel filmmaker or anything like that mm-hmm. I wouldn't go around with a bag full of cine primes but
1: well uh. um like and you would think you would do this with every lens because lenses aren't cheap depending but um when I was back at Ball State they would tell us like if we're handling this, the the cinema lenses and we're handing it off to somebody, taking it off the camera and switching them out is always say, got it before you yes. let go.
0: That's, that's something I've learned too, working around and it's literally with anything on set. It's like,
1: you got it. You promise. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
0: and
1: both uh, hands, please. <laughs> yeah. Both hands and a foot.
0: <laughs> Just lay down when we hand it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but I do kind of um, want to mention lighting a little bit. Um, with the, uh especially with the cine lenses, um, ex- well, at least for narrative, which I, I've that's what I've done more of, um, in the past. Do cine
0: lenses, or at least the ones you used, they normally have, they do normally better in low light, aren't they? Normally yes. Go down yeah. like a t two point two. A lot usually.
1: better. A lot better in low light. Yeah. Yeah. Because they can shoot. I mean, yeah, they can shoot under like some pretty like direct sunlight like they're pretty good mm-hmm. shooting in direct sunlight um if that's something you're doing so, like at high noon or something like that um but yeah lighting especially for narrative like you could have like the best of the best like the $100,000 cinnamon lens but if your lighting is not good then
0: that's yes and i i don't think we get stressed out enough here is lighting takes it takes you to a whole other level it i does. mean you could have the cheapest stuff. Um, I would if I start now, I get some FD lenses because FD lenses I feel like are the poor man's cine lenses, <laughs> right? Because yeah. like it, it, you get the smooth focus pull, they're usually cheap primes, mm-hmm. and you don't have autofocus, so it's a cine lens, <laughs> <laughs> no? But but yeah, but lighting, yeah, I would lighting, I think, is really important, especially. People who are in the situation are like maybe your lens only goes to an F three point five or like a four point six or something, mm-hmm. you know, the minimum. And it's like, do you get a better low light lens or lights?
1: Exactly. Yeah, I don't
0: know. <laughs> so with narrative, most narratives are shy. Like most of the time it's like an F four. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so. and
1: especially I mean, combining uh Cine like I mean, it doesn't really matter. Cinema lenses, still photo lenses with lighting um you really have to be careful about people's skin tones um that's one of the major yes. things at least for me like oh. that's huge
2: mm-hmm.
0: lights um they're all getting better but yeah i've had some cheap ones where you get some conflicting colors so they're magenta mm-hmm. or like a green they uh which sometimes that can be the factor of the lens and then you, yeah can, yeah <laughs> it's a lot of equations that could go into like when something's off like that. But yeah, the lighting, lighting's really important, especially, I don't know. Say, say you have an F, say your lens is an F 5.6. That's what you have right now. You got to shoot a film. Mm-hmm. Are you going to spend, save a thousand dollars? Would you take that thousand dollars? That's probably too much toward a light or lighting. Or another lens that's just better in low light.
1: I'd probably go lighting, probably.
0: Would you?
2: Yeah. I, think
1: so.
0: I don't know. I feel like if I had a f four, I'd probably go lighting. Mm-hmm. If I have like a five six, I would probably, I probably would go for a lens. Okay. Nowadays, yeah. I mean, I probably would. Um, when it comes to like lighting for, I guess it depends what you're doing. If you're lighting for narrative. I think lighting really shapes the story too. you mm-hmm. know, what you're trying to make people feel. Now, if you just want to document things as is, if you're doing like a wedding, obviously, I mean, you can get a couple cheap lights and you're not running around with, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> eight, eight by eight diffusion and a whole grip crew. But, um, yeah, I'd probably go with, a, I'd probably get me another lens like a f2.8 or a 1.4 oh, yeah, or right, whatever yeah. I can afford. But yeah, I think that would be more useful than investing in lighting. It's like a lens would make more sense, I think, if you're doing event stuff or just need to document it that way. But if I was doing narrative and I really wanted to control the light and mm-hmm. use it to tell a story,
2: I'd probably go lighting.
1: Yeah, I'd be really interested to see, mm-hmm. Um, like, like when, when uh, it comes time to film that, uh, what you guys are working on Uh heirloom. Yeah. Be, mm-hmm. cause you said yeah. you want to like, are you thinking you want to buy your own set or you want to, you think go rent maybe?
0: Oh, I think I, I got, I got everything. I think I bought my, Oh, own. are you going to have my own one, kit? Yeah. Have. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. I got, I got stuff to do. Um, I've, I'm far long enough into doing this. To mm-hmm. I've, I've accumulated a kit. Um, Yeah, there's not much I need to get for the film. I kind of want to use what I got to. Um, Yeah, I don't think I really need to get anything for it. I may, I don't know. There's no budget. I mean, if there was a budget, Mm -hmm. yes, I would probably rent a bigger light. I could probably use a couple um, brighter ones for some other things. But I think what I got, I can do a lot of damage with. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And that's the kind of nice thing. I mean, it sucks that like in our field that we have the... um, like cameras, especially between that last year and this year already, like cameras are just, the bodies are just pumping out, but like with lenses, lighting, audio gear, I mean, you can pretty, you can get away with, you know, using stuff that's older. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um And I honestly, I um, actually want to try this and do a test. I want to boom my phone, like strap my phone oh, to a boom yeah, pole okay. and use an audio recording app and see how well that sounds and show people that, you don't need. Uh, I mean, I've used my phone before. We've used it on the podcast as a back. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Rode. Speaking of road, just came out with a new app. Um, I'm really liking this. It's really user friendly and really easy. Um, i it's called to audio record. I think they made it for some of their phone mics, but it's free. really, so yeah, hmm. that's my new audio recording thing for my phone. Does it pair with, so, like, uh, is
1: it just for the phone or is it pair with like uh, mics?
0: Or? I think it's meant to pair with one of their mics cause they made a, No mic for the phones, but okay, yeah. I just use it on the phone mic, but um. So, what do you think you'll ever like? Where we're at, do you think you'll keep investing in stills lenses, or are you gonna go cine lenses?
2: Um, I
1: really kind of want to go see that. That that's the conflict that I have because I mean, if I'm wanting to start a YouTube channel, I I mean, there's no need to get uh, start with cine lenses, but I want it to be. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of things, I want to be, you know, professionally, I want to be a director and I'd like to have my own, like some sort of uh, cinema set. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, if I was, if I was a cinematographer and I wanted to only be a cinematographer, then I would definitely have, because, you know, Mm -hmm. having those will be uh, better in the long run for you. But yeah, as like wanting to be a director, I'm like, do I
2: really? Yeah. I mean,
1: (laughs) I want them as a director, you know,
0: (laughs) producing your own films, I mean you would you would find yeah. You would find a production company like exactly. me who has already um blown all their money and life savings on upskill. <laughs> um but yeah. Um yeah I don't know. See even for me, even what I do um I don't always have a focus puller mm-hmm. but I do like I enjoy using Cine lenses. Um I d de- I but I never feel like I've needed one. Um except for like narrative stuff. Or like when we, when I sit on the client and we're storyboarding stuff out and we're shot by shot and like, we're really putting a lot of thought into what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I'll go Cindy lenses for sure. If everything's planned, 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 but if like we're running in and I'm not quite sure what I'm doing, I'm just shooting an interview and I'm probably going to go find this guy somewhere on the other side of some corporate plant and film them doing it. The, like Cindy lenses kind of get my way mm-hmm. for that kind of stuff. Um, I've missed focus before too. And that could also go into like your monitor and how what you're seeing. But autofocused, I've I have only been autofocus has failed me once in an inter- interview. Um it was just pulling in and out breathing mm. back and forth on one. I was able to hide it with some B roll, but <laughs> yeah. And that was because I was I was new to S log and I over overexposed the crap out of it. I ruined the shot, but <laughs> and, um yeah it was it just autofocus wasn't working right that way with it blown out but I was able to hide it so autofocus can so i I kind of want to back um go against myself here I keep telling autofocus like it's a good thing like it's better it's better it's better it can screw you if you you know if you're doing an interview you could pull focus you can look at it both ways pull focus at the focus point and you know that is not moving nothing's gonna pull that focus but if you're doing an interview aside I have autofocus on, and I say you face detect, and you're doing an interview like on a sidewalk. You know, yeah. so there's people walking in the background. It could pull focus to them, you know, the background, or even a bird, or it's like sometimes I've had trees, like read trees as like face. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like <laughs> it can be unpredictable. Um, but autofocus is getting better, and if you're aware of knowing your camera, knowing what the autofocus is capable of, what lenses do better in autofocus, like some adapting lenses, you can have troubles with. It there's a whole world of adapting lenses here too
1: yeah i mean i think um i know there's a couple youtubers that i used to watch that would always say oh if you're shooting um auto that's that's terrible like no it just like Mm -hmm. definitely has its um it definitely has its place like just for everything just like cinema lenses like they have their time and place and
0: and that that was me a couple of years ago. You know, I was like, autofocus. I don't need that ever. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a cinematographer. I <laughs> manual. Yep. But it's like nowadays is it's kind of uh, it's kind of ignorant to think that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you think that people, I mean, autofocus is useful and it's great. And if you know how to use it, you can do some really nice things with it. Mm-hmm. It it gives you the ability, even as a smaller production crew, you know, to do things that you couldn't do. You know, right. like. I can put my, I can do some moving jib shots now on interviews and keep a face in focus where I would have to hire somebody to sit there with a focus puller and pull focus the whole time on that. If I'm conducting an interview or rolling the camera somewhere else, Mm -hmm. it's like autofocus can save you money in that way where you don't, you know what I mean? That's a job that you can have, you can invest in the camera with good autofocus and not to hire someone to have to be manual focus if you're doing like a two camera setup type deal, you know. Mm-hmm. So to me, it saves me money in that way to be able to have that autofocus. And that's where that's why I am looking at like the A1 or the FX6 because <laughs> focus pulling is a job position I usually have to hire out for. Mm-hmm. And looking at those cameras, it pays kind of pays for itself in that way yeah. for every job that I would do that I'm you no know, I'm using autofocus. There's just there's no right or wrong. No. Um,
1: no yeah. Not at all. I mean, everything's so, mm-hmm. I want to say accessible. I mean, obviously, there's, not everybody can afford it, but, you know, starting in and, you know, there's cameras, lenses, all kind of like that nifty, the Canon nifty 50, that's, that was like, what, 125 bucks? Like, you know. And,
0: I think I bought mine used for like 50 or 60 bucks. Did you? Yeah. I mean, I paid 100, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's the nifty 50. Um, Anybody out there new to photography or video, get a Nifty 50, right? If you mm-hmm. have not got that and you're still using that kit lens, that Nifty 50 is so cheap. And it changed the way, it really changed the way I was using the camera when I got that back on my old Canon days, the Canon T2i. Yeah, really did. I remember seeing that, the bokeh on that for the first time. I was like, whoa, <laughs> looks like a movie. <laughs> but yeah, it felt like I had a real camera then, even for photography. You get that 50 but I think anybody also starting out after the 50, you start looking into FD lenses, super cheap. You get that, that heavy quality. They feel, they feel nice. They're heavy. You get those smooth focus pulls. If you really want to start getting into the manual kind of usage of lenses, um, FDs are a good place to go. And, and FDs, especially if you're wanting that vintage look, if you're wanting a certain characteristic out of a lens, FD lenses all the way, all these newer lenses are, too perfect you know yeah that's mainly why i use it. i mainly use um Promis filters anymore okay on all yeah. these lenses mm-hmm. um yeah i love Promis filters it really knocks them back a little bit from not being so sharp mm-hmm. and i don't know but in the corporate world that kind of is fitting sometimes get that super sharp clean look but doing that kind of stuff which is majority of what i do yeah. but um, every now and then I'll get something as a fitting, if I'm, t- if I'm trying to tell like a, uh, deep story about a company or a brand or an, an internal story, I'll use my promise to start getting a little artsy with it. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I'll say about lenses. There's a lot. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I think we hit, we had on some good points for those. Um,
0: yeah, this was just a kind of, we just want to talk about lenses. Um, hope, hope someone found it entertaining right (laughs) um it's just i don't know i mean let's like start with them and just Mm -hmm. lenses are it's a whole world it is a whole world you could literally have a whole Um, entire
1: youtube channel just dedicated to that (laughs) to lenses yeah
0: review lenses talk about mounts pros and cons uh, characteristics sharpness i mean how different lenses perform on different mounts different camera bodies um yeah cuz like we, we talk about cameras a lot but then it's like lenses are mm-hmm. the other half you know they're 50% of yeah. the camera
1: if not so. more i mean you know you, what is it mm-hmm. they say you could put uh a good lens on a crappy uh camera mm-hmm. but if it's there's a
2: That's yeah, so true. Like, yeah. So
0: when i when you had talked me into getting this 18 to 35 and i pulled my GH4 back out and put it back on my GH4 felt like a whole new camera. Mm-hmm feel like I brought my GH4 back into um, the future, but I was kind of upset. I was never using this lens You're on my right. setup to begin with, but um, yeah, I love, I love the 18 to 35. I mean, who, who doesn't, it's yeah, kind of like this yeah, running joke now go-to. with the black magic.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and all the black magic Facebook <laughs> groups. Everyone's like, I don't know. Everyone's making fun of everyone. who's using the 18 to 35 because everyone uses it right. for good reason, <laughs> but I see why, but um, yeah. So we thought we uh to just do an episode talking about lenses. I'm sure we're gonna talk about. You think we'll talk about lenses ever again?
1: Oh, be, yeah. <laughs> you think? Do you no, think, I don't think so. I think we're
2: pretty much uh,
0: done with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, done with lenses. That's all there is to know about lenses. But, um, and then um, yeah, and that Sony Alpha One hit us today. Yeah, I'm. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm really interested to see some reviews on that.
0: I am too. I want to see um, overheating, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I want to see, um, I see some footage. Mm-hmm. I don't think we see much footage from it. we just seen the photos, right, in the ad? I didn't see everything yet, but yeah, I, don't I think, think
1: we see had, any footage. Um, I watched on the Sony's Instagram. Oh. They had like a two and a half minute thing, which I assume I, they did have
0: some clips. Yeah. Now I think back, they did have some clips. So like the eye eye tracking and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it showed that they had animal uh, face detect, mm-hmm. even upside down faces. Yeah,
1: like, <laughs> like what? what? but
0: I don't know. That's weird. That's crazy how these things can find that, but I know. And I'm, yeah, so
1: I'm hoping that, uh, this is the way this year continues. I hope, you know, we keep getting
0: things. With I don't. It's year. too much. I, I gotta get something, but I just don't know what. Yeah. I'm st- I still think I'm on the F FX six. I think still, um, mainly because I, I need XLR and internal NDS are yes. Game changing. So, those are two big things, mm-hmm. and this Alpha One.
1: Same exact reason. I'm unless C70 still, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, C70 is amazing. That looks so
0: cool. I love the. I don't know, but the. Uh, I don't know why the R5 has the adapter to use EF lenses, right? And in that adapter, they don't they have that variable ND. Yes,
2: why I think they, they do. Yeah, Canada I think
0: has, you're right. Why? Mm-hmm. Ah, that's amazing. Why can't they come up with something? I don't think it'd work with flange dis- distances on some of these cameras, but something to like add on. you sell separate mm-hmm. to that's just cause that's to get the ND behind the lens changes everything. Mm-hmm. You don't need to think about it, but what FX six also does, um, <laughs> we are back on cameras. <laughs> it is an auto ND. Have you seen that? Yes. And yeah. it looks so smooth auto. It's, uh, that looks crazy, but, um, Oh, we gonna wrap this one up? Yeah, I think I so. Yeah, we're hitting
1: a little over yep. an hour. Yeah, that, that was that's pretty good. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, we'll probably be talking about the Sony Alpha mm-hmm. One again, and uh, well, we might talk about a lens here and there, <laughs> but um, yeah. So, um, I want to stress to anybody listening or watching that you can um ask us anything about us personally, what we do, or bring us some topic ideas that you want us to talk about here. And if you want to be on the podcast and you do something in the creative field outside of photography and film, um, we're still wanting to branch out on there. We have some people we're going to talk to and get on here. Mm -hmm. We just got to work. We got to work schedules out. Um, So there will be other faces on here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if anyone other email us at uh, crap, it's the creative life podcast.
1: The creative talk. Podcast The Creative
0: yeah. Talk. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> the Creative Talk Podcast. It is podcast, is in it, right? Yes. I botch this every time. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I just need to have a voiceover come in at the end. The Creative Life Podcast at Absorb Productions.com yeah. or message us on our, we have an Instagram now. um mm-hmm. What's that? What's the name of that?
1: The Creative Talk Podcast.
0: Just Creative Talk Podcast? Mm-hmm. Is there no period or anything? Nope. It's cool. Yeah, so we have an Instagram now. Um, so, you can message us directly on there too if the email is not clear enough because I'm, I can never remember. I need to have it written in front of me. Um, I just, I have so many emails and stuff to remember all the time and I forget this one. But yeah, so again, messages, anything, say hello. If you're going to be on, have a question topic. Uh, but that's it. We are out of here. And that's the end of this one. We will see you next month for next week or tomorrow (laughs) who knows who knows see you guys